been looking for a podcast to help you transform your physical and mental. One that'll shoot you straight between the eyes with truth and no BS. Helping you have the right mindset to accomplish things. The iron will and fortitude to follow through with what you say you're going to do. No excuses. Mark owns martial arts schools, and after 30 years, he has some real insight for real talk, real life, real conversations, motivational, fitness, self-defense, weight loss, live from the Great 1-8. This is Real Talk with Mark Cox. Now we're alive. There's my friend. I see Terry now. Can we okay. hear you? Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna move uh, to another area, but we can go ahead and talk. Okay. You don't want that. You don't want that bedroom look. Is that what? Yeah, that, that's my, <laughs> my, my upstairs office and guest uh, bedroom, and and so I'm thinking, you know what? I'm gonna come downstairs. It's beautiful outside today, so so you can take it outside. That's awesome. A little bit rainy here in California. Uh, anybody that's listening, we apologize. We just had just a little bit of issues now. Something with that iPhone uh, on Safari. I'm not. We're gonna have to deal. We're gonna have to dabble into that after this uh, podcast. But we're here now, and I'm here with my friend uh, Terry. And got to meet. We got to meet each other. I think in a uh, sticker shock. That's where we were met, I believe, Terry. And yeah, we, we had. Um, I think we were sitting at a table when we first met. Right. Exactly. We were, and right, and it was a weird thing, right? There was somebody that was there that was right from my my city that lives right by me. It's kind of the weird thing how that all went down. Had a business in Chatsworth. I don't know if you remember that she she has a terminating business uh, for exactly. and stuff, right? Isn't that weird? Yes. Well, so. I think one of the only women owners in that in that industry, which is I thought was pretty amazing. So right, exactly. And it, and then she's right in my back door, like like right here, like we're right in my same city. Well, that's just right. So weird. And they, 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 I think they call her the what the termite lady or bug yeah, lady. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, the bug lady. That did. Yes, that was her, man. It was awesome. So it was good. And I got to meet you there. So let, let, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and, and this is Terry Terry Hux out of San Antonio, Texas. Is that correct? Well, or, actually, uh, Georgetown, Texas, which is uh, northeast of Austin. So about about two hours uh, north of uh, San Antonio. Two hours north of San Antonio. Okay, copy that. So I'm going to go ahead and let you get get an introduction of yourself, what you're doing. Terry, and we're going to just get right into this because uh, I got some good questions I'd like to ask you this morning. Is that good? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, uh, to try to condense this because I'm I'm 64 years young, mm-hmm. and so I, I've had uh, quite a bit of experience in my life. Uh, I really started at a young age being really insecure, uh, kind of a little overweight, but insecure and and as I kind of grew up a little bit, thinned out a little bit, started getting a little more confidence, but I was still insecure about a lot of things. But so I kind of pushed myself and and uh, got involved with DECA, uh, which is Distributed Education Clubs of America, volunteered to be a president. I was in choir, volunteered to do a solo, which I can't sing. So that was scary, you know, getting in front of a, a group of, you know, an audience of your peers or parents and uh, singing Buddy Knox Party Doll. If anybody remembers that, probably way too old. But, uh, I know that is. I, so I've really kind of pushed myself uh, my whole life to 
because I knew there was something more for me. Uh, there was not a family history of, of anybody really doing anything with their life significant and or really making a difference. Uh, so I really kind of pushed myself to get into management. Uh, then I got into sales, uh, got into to radio uh, as a DJ, and then realized there was no money in that. So I got into sales. And so I did both. Uh, you know, going through college, uh, you know, I went, to, I worked at a DJ uh, as a DJ at a club at night. So I had those jobs to kind of help me, myself through college. But getting in front of people uh, was something that I was really uh fearful of it was but you know when you're in those situation you, you get in front of people you talk in front of you know hundreds and thousands of people and and uh just kind of pushed myself through my career got into management uh radio uh television managed radio stations uh managed television stations so my career has been has continued to evolve and pivot and redefine myself through my whole career uh, and so uh, to to the point, finally, after many, many years in media, I got into banking. Uh, don't ask me how you go from media to banking. How do you think people, how did you go there? I go, well, it was, uh, I kind of tired of running companies and, and having all these people that were under me and just the pressures and stresses. My youngest son graduated from Baylor. I'm thinking I don't need to make all that money now. I just want a more of a quality of life. And so this one, I can build relationships, which is what I'd love to do. And I help people, uh, you know, finance on the commercial side of businesses. Uh, but I'm still in business development and business relations. And so that's kind of the long story short, but I have pushed, evolved and redefined myself throughout my whole career. Well, and isn't that, uh, you know, we're close to the same age, right? You said you're 64 and I'm 62. And I, isn't that weird that uh, we were both kind of on a journey on this uh, speaking thing that was something that I wasn't sure I was going to ever do. I, you know, I kind of do it naturally because I teach all the time, but getting up in front of the group of people uh, to kind of give our life story uh, to others was something that's that's just something different. Now, are you still in? Are you still with Wells Fargo? Are you still doing your commercial? Yeah, is that yeah, still, still happening? Yes, I'm still with Wells Fargo, and uh, my initial area was just kind of the Central Texas area, but I met what we call a COI, which is Center of Influence in Illinois, and he introduced me to a group, and there's over 400 of them across the United States. So I have clients in L.A., uh, San Diego, uh, uh, Upper State New York, Minnesota, Arizona, so really I've got clients all over the country, and uh, we just, we just commu communicate uh, remotely. Uh, emails, calls, Skype, and so forth. And uh, so really, I, I've really expanded my my territory from what it originally was initiated, uh, when it was what it was originally originally supposed to be. It's kind of expanded from that. <laughs> is this a friend of yours, this Pierre Travis? Or is this just a listener? I guess a listener. Who is it? His name is, his last name is Travis. His first name is P-E-R-R. -R. He says, hey, guys, would you rather watch a tree grow or a knee grow? I can tell you this, my young man. If you are a young guy, I'd rather have knees that would regrow. I can tell you that for a fact. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, that, when uh, somebody told me the other day, he said, you know, when somebody said, hey, really, and enjoy them when you're young. They're, you know, they're talking about your kids, but really, as, as, as you get older, you're really talking about your knees and your yeah, back and really correct. enjoy those when you're young because it's going to go away eventually. You know? That is correct. That is correct. 
That is so true. So, so that's, so when you decided that you want to reinvent yourself, we, we talked a little bit on, on the, um, speak now you also know, so you were already in radio. Did that help you? Uh, uh, I'm not sure who this is, but maybe we have a new listener. He said, it's my dad's birthday. Shout out, please. Oh, he's just, I can see he's a little, uh, uh, just kind of a jerk off right there. I can see that. <laughs> um, so, uh, after, after watching, uh, uh, watching you when we were speaking, what made you decide now you did radio, did that help? Is that helping you with, uh, going ahead and, um, you know, getting on stage? Did that help you? What'd you do in radio when you said DJ and were you music? Is that what you were doing? Yes. Inside? Yeah. When I, when I initially started, when I was like, you know, 19 years old, uh, you know, I was, uh, I did love is in the air and, you know, so I was on air and, you know, music back then, and, and you know, in the, the later seventies and, and early eighties, you know, so I, so I did that, but then I got into sales, but I stayed in, then I DJed at a club, uh, you know, for several years and until I really started a real job. But uh, but I got out of radio for a while, but got back into radio uh, and became uh, I managed a group in Lubbock, Texas is where I'm from and uh, really enjoyed it and really kind of missed that. I can't once you're in radio, uh, you, you really it's, it's kind of a, a passion for your rest of your life. But radio's changed so much. That's one reason I got out of it, because it's not the. Uh, as personal uh, as it used to be, uh, the connections with the community and so forth. It's changed quite a bit. Media has changed in general. But uh, but so it definitely helped me uh, in being in front of people, being uh, getting in front of, uh, you know, people at a club. But also uh, when it, we did concerts uh, for years and years and we'd have thousands and thousands of people there. And I'd get up in front and introduce the bands and talk about our station a little bit. So. I've really uh, that really helped uh, because there was a fear, but there's a little bit of difference though when you're getting up in front of kind of ad libbing, talking, introducing a band and so forth. But there's a difference in the dynamics of that and getting in front of a group of people and trying to empower them, trying to have an influence on them, to be able to give them hope. Uh, there's a little bit of difference in talking about a particular topic for. 15, 20, 30 minutes uh, than just getting up there and ad-libbing. And so that's kind of what I'm transitioning to. I'm not uh, fearful of getting in front of people. It's just, I just want to make sure that there's a purpose behind it. There's there's more than just me wanting to get on stage. It's really to try to touch and to affect people's lives in a positive way. Well, when you decided, well, how'd you find Sticker Shock? Let's talk about that. How'd you, how'd you come across Daniel Gomez? Well, when I was running, I was running the NBC affiliate for Sinclair Broadcasting in San Antonio. And uh, one of the dealerships was our sponsor. And he said, Terry, uh, I would like you to meet this guy named Daniel Gomez. I think you and him would hit it off. Uh, you guys have great personalities. And I think you would really enjoy one another's company. And so I met Daniel and, and he was just kind of getting started then. And he was he was going into dealerships and talking to salespeople about, you know, motivation and so forth. And so that's when I, I met Daniel and we became fast friends. But then I moved away from San Antonio uh, to Georgetown. And so we kind of lost touch uh, other than I followed Daniel. 
through his journey uh, to where he's at today. And this, and Ken, I am so blessed to have met him, but to see the transformation from where I met him and how dynamic he was then, but to do what he's doing now to be able to inspire Daniel Gomez inspires, uh, which is his, his company, but to see him transition and to, to really uh, be, be in front of audiences, not only throughout the country, but even overseas, uh, it, it's just amazing to me. It's just absolutely amazing. I'm so proud of him. So Daniel, at some point, I was reaching out to him and going, hey, Daniel, man, I'm so proud of you, brother. Uh, man, I see what you're doing. That's just amazing, you know? And basically he said, hey, you know what? Uh, you could do this, Terry. I've seen you get in front of your salespeople and motivate your salespeople, and I've seen you talk in front of people. I think you'd be you'd be really good at this. And I said, I don't know, Daniel. You know, I mean, I'm 64 years old. You know, uh, you know, at this age, maybe if I was even 10 years younger, and maybe or 20 years younger, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But 64, I'm thinking, you know, he said, no, man, I really want you to come. And uh, so, so I, he he taught me into it. So I went. And it was really such a, a a blessing in so many ways because I got to meet people like you, Mark, and and uh, I mean Daniel, and hear his story because I didn't really know I knew Daniel, but I really didn't know his story, and that's what we I've realized through this uh, sticker shock is that there's so many stories out there. We all have a story, uh, and and how those stories have impacted their lives has formed who they are and also has given them the courage now to come and tell those stories, to be very transparent uh, of who they are, what's happened in their lives from, I mean, from uh, abortions to uh, abuse, uh, to molestation, to addiction. I mean, it's just these stories have impacted and changed their lives, but now they're wanting to take those pains and have an impact and help others. And that's really what I loved about Sticker Shot. But Daniel Gomez is just nothing short of amazing what he's accomplished. Yes. Emilio's online too. Emilio. Yes. You walked away the best presentation trophy. You're the man, Terry Hux. I mean, that was pretty powerful, right? Tell me what Emilio's story wasn't pretty powerful. You know, Emilio is, uh, he became a, a, a brother uh, very quickly. And we've stayed in touch with one another. I, I can't tell you when you meet somebody that is pure, that is genuine, and that is so transparent about their addictions. That is, there's something so powerful about that. And if we can all get to that place of self-reflection um, and honesty with ourselves, it will change your life, but it will change the lives of others. And that's what Emilio does. He gets in front of people and changes their lives, gives them hope. And so, yeah, he's my brother. I love him to death. Yeah, he was good. I'll tell you what, the worst thing about Emilio's talk is that I had to go right after him. After he made the whole, the whole flipping. Yeah. The whole place. I'm like, man, I got to, you know, God's a hard act to follow, man. You know what I mean? So I was like, man, that's a that's going to be a rough one for me to have to follow that. So no. well, that was good. That. Let me say this, Mark. This is, uh, again, everybody has a story and everybody's story is unique and everybody's story is uh, impactful to others. And, you know, we all have our little niches and so forth and people can relate to and gravitate to. But you are a powerful man. 
I mean, you are a powerhouse. You are a freight train, okay? But what people see on the outside, what they need to see, it was just on the inside. You have a powerful soul, a powerful heart, a powerful passion, a determination that, man, we all need. We need that. We need that influence. We need that uh, that empowerment. We need that so badly today because we need somebody that will push us and that will say, you know, you got to fight. You got to fight every day. You got to go to war, you know, and you mm -hmm. become more than who you, you think you've intended to be. There's so much more out there for you. So your your passion, your heart, your determination, your story uh, definitely resonates, should resonate with everybody out there. So don't sell yourself short. Immediately. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I had a really good, I really had a good time with that. That was a, uh, it was a good, it was a good time. And, but you know, I, I met, I don't, do you, did you, did you meet the dentist there too? Did you meet her? The one that, that, um, I just had her, you know, on my show last time, she's the one that who lost her husband. Was she sitting yes. with us? Oh, yes, 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 yes. Okay. Absolutely. Oh yes. my gosh. She is all these. Let me tell you who I've, I've had from sticker shock. I've had diva on. I, yes. Did you get love? Diva. That woman is so smart. Isn't that woman she? is a smart female when it comes to money. Yeah. I had no idea her financial background and in, in taxes yes. and everything else. Super smart lady. Yeah. And then doc came on. Spoke her story. And, you know, she's trying to, you know, thinking about podcasting and stuff like that. Sure. Doing it. And then, you know, you've come up in the conversations both times. You had a. I remember us sitting there. You're just like, man, I'm, I, I remember us, you and I talking a little bit and about what you're going to speak about. And you're just like, you know, you were a little nervous about your your that night also, I think. And well, yeah, because because. I went there with intention. They're going to teach us about the business, okay? Right. And then, then <laughs> Thursday, and Thursday night, uh, they go, oh, by the way, you have to speak. You know, you have to do like a 10, 15-minute speech. And I'm going, okay, I didn't – I think Daniel left that off the memo or something, you know. So I'm going to speak, you know. So I'm thinking, okay, all Thursday night, man, I was up thinking, okay, what am I going to speak about? How am I going to do this? I've never, I've never really talked on a particular topic. I'm thinking, oh, what am I going to do? And so then Friday comes along. I'm thinking, okay. And then they say, okay, Terry, you're not until Saturday. Oh, oh, great. Another sleepless night. But then I got to hear all the speakers, you know, you know, you and Emilio and uh, Arredondo and, and uh, Rachel and Jen and I, all these speakers, you know, and I'm going, Oh man, my head was just spinning with all I, you know, all these things and hearing all these great speakers. I'm thinking, oh man, I got to go tomorrow. You know, I just wanted to get it over with because I'm thinking, what can I speak about? And so uh, I really kind of talked about, I, I kind of in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, there's three things, okay, and that's the being in a valley. You know, being in a place where you think you can't escape from. How am I going to get out of this valley? You feel stuck, and then being in a battle where you can like you feel like you're fighting this battle, fighting life, fighting these addictions, fighting these insecurities daily, but God provides you with, you know, the armor of God, you know, but you feel like you, oh God, delivering from this fight. And then you feel like you in the storm, you feel like, oh my gosh, these seas are so rough, Father, you know, they mean, de deliver me from the storm. I'm tired of being in the valley. I'm tired of being in the battle. I'm tired of being in the storm, you know, mm -hmm. uh, you know deliver me, please, you know, get me out of the situation. 
And so be honest with you, those are kind of three points. But at that point, it was just ad lib because because there was so much running through my mind and my head. I just really kind of ad libbed the other stuff and try to tie into things just from speaking from the heart uh, about the importance of understanding that when you're when you're in those valleys, you know, uh, you, you tend to want to see everybody up here and how successful they are, how either wealthy they are or whatever your perception of success is. But yet you realize to to get there, you've got to have to be in that valley, you know, to be able to, to climb that, that mountain. But also is knowing that God is with you through this whole process, you know, and you will deliver you when he's taught, when he's ready for you. And then being in the battle, same same thing. You feel like, you know, the David and Goliath, you know, you feel like, okay, how can I beat this giant, whatever it may be in your life that you're battling? Uh, right. But, you know, a, a small boy with a, you know, a slingshot and a rock, you know, uh, defeated Goliath. And so, but but God gave him that power, you know. Then in the in the in the, in the storm, basically, you know, the rough seas, the 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 uh, the disciples were scared, thinking we're going to die here, you know. And and they woke Jesus up and, and said, Jesus, you know, we're gonna we're gonna die, you know, you know, help us. And and he he just like you know woke up from this peaceful sleep in a storm. <laughs> he could sleep really hard, I guess. Uh, but said, you know, peace be still, you know. And so. I reminded everybody when we're in those struggles, when we're in those valleys, when we're in that that battle, we're in that those seas. Just close your eyes, you know, and to say to yourself, "Peace, be still." And you might have to say it several times, but I think it helps give you. It helps me to kind of give me some uh, reflection, but also calmness, knowing that He's there with me, and that it might not be in my time frame. But it's going to be in his, but he will deliver me at some point to where, you know, I can I can kind of feel like I'm I'm out of that valley and out of that battle. But we're always, to be honest with you, daily, we're always in a battle. We're always in a battle. We have to wake up with the armor of God and know that, you know, there's a greater purpose for us. God created us for greatness. Let's go out and be great. But it's not that easy. It's not that easy. And so when I tell you this man, the man before you is a broken man. And I tell people, if you're breathing, you're broken. And they go, what do you mean by that? You know, they kind of take offense to that. I go, listen, we all fall short of the glory of God. You know, I mean, we, we all are sin. Sin breaks us. There's cracks in all of us. Uh, there's been addictions break us. Anger, depression, um, resentment, uh, not being able to forgive, all these things break us. But the great hope that we have is that that God will put all the pieces back together right in front of, of those people who broke us. There's that that's hope. Uh that we we're always broken, but you know, one day we're gonna be anew again. Okay. And that's what we have hope and faith in. But we we're in a battle every every day, and uh, but there's hope. There's hope. Yes. So you know, listening to you, listen to you speak on that. <clears throat> I remember meeting you at the table, and we I, I mean we we kind of hit it off right away anyway. But you know, you have this. Uh, you got this. Uh, probably for, I don't know if it's if it's a uh, a comforting sign, a pastoral type side to you. You know what I mean. And so when you delivered what you talked about. You can see why you took home what you did and because of speaking from the heart 
and how you did that. I I'm listening to your stories and I'm listening to what you what you have and God, you, when you when you when you start asking for things, especially in in this life, right? Especially when you're asking God for things, man, you better be careful what you all ask for. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Yes. Right? Because I've done this before. Like, you need to help me develop strength. And guess what he's going to do? He's going to throw some kind of a sidekick at you, and he goes, "I'm not just going to give it to you. Fight out of it." Right? Exactly. I, I mean, exactly. And I, you know, you pray for wisdom, you're going to get wisdom stuff thrown at you to make some decisions, right? Yes. Yeah. It's, all, it, yes. it's a, uh, it's, there's always a challenge, right? And I'm like, man, every day is a fight, man. It's like I'm in the <laughs> ring every single day, right? <laughs> but let me tell Not, you, this, this is the thing though, Mark. Uh, battles are not meant, meant to break you. Battles and struggles are meant to refine you and define you and and allow you to know uh, if we look back, if we all look back and we remember those moments we've all had that from our past that we think, I'm, oh, man, I'm never going to get out of this. I never can get out of this hole. I, I can't get out of this depression, uh, get away from this addiction or this abusive relationship. I can't ever get out of this. But also later on years, you, you've gotten out of it, you know, I mean, but you never is the key is just never giving up, you know, and, and to having that hope. But, but also we look back and we've gotten through all these battles. If we could take, take a uh, stock of all the battles that we've come through that we didn't think we were going to survive, it would blow our minds. If we really stopped to think about everything we've overcome mm -hmm. and it just gives you strength to know that I'm in a battle right now, like you said, fighting every day, but you know what? I'm stronger for it. I, I'm better for it. I, it. It's it's refined me. It's defined me. And, and I'm a warrior now. And I know it's going to be hard. And I know my heart's going to hurt. I know it's going to be extremely painful. But yet, you know what? It's not going to last forever. The storm will not last forever. Right. That's 100%. That's really good. Yes. That's awesome advice on that, on that too. So once you, so let's, let's, let's fast forward now. So you've, you've done the sticker shock. Were you shocked that you won number one? Oh, it, that's an understatement. Uh, if, if you saw me, I, I, I had no clue because I'm thinking I heard all these speakers and they were such amazing speakers and, and you, you never thank you that you're good enough. That's part of the, the battle you, we fight with too is, the low self-worth, you know, uh, are we good enough? You know, we're not, you know, we're not never good enough. We can't be that good. I mean, everybody else was much better than me. Uh, I just kind of put my head down, you know, and it was a shock. I, it was such an emotional time for me, uh, that moment, because I was not expecting that whatsoever, but truly blessed and very humbled uh, to receive that. Right. Isn't it, isn't it amazing that those times in our lives, because this has happened to me too before in those same times where, you are unexpected and you have to rise to an occasion on something that you weren't expecting to do. Right. And then you rise to the occasion and then it moves people. That's just a God thing. I don't know what else to tell you, man. I don't, I don't know what to tell you on that. that well, do you even remember what you said? Right. 
No, I couldn't say, I could, they said, Terry, can you say that? But can you say it back? <laughs> the only thing is those three key points, the, the valley, the battle and the storm. But other than that, it's just oblivious to me. You know, I, can't, I couldn't even tell you anything else. But uh, yeah, it's definitely a God led thing for sure, because uh, I, I couldn't repeat that if my life depended on it. <laughs> so from that time now. OK, so you've done that and you've and, you know, you've got that the uh, the trophy for the day which was awesome by the way cuz i totally enjoyed your uh i totally enjoyed it i just i just liked your demeanor you know what i mean Thank you. you know i'm i'm that hard charger i'm that like in your face type guy right no let's freaking go and uh, uh but i liked I, I, I you know i learned a lot from watching you uh speak and how you carried yourself and and your demeanor and stuff so you got that now from there have you put yourself out there? Hey, you know, I've done this sticker shock. And have you actively looked for other engagements that you can do? Well, well, well I appreciate that. And thank you for saying that. It means a lot. Uh, but you say how you are. Just let me say this. I tell people, do not mistake my kindness for weakness. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> because there's another side of it. I kind of like the Hulk. You <laughs> That's, know? That's now, I have them all over me. You would you would not like that that <laughs> that person there, you know. Uh, but when it comes to you know my 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 country, my family, my friends, I mean those things, yeah. Don't don't mess with them. Okay, you'll see some, another side of me that's not near as pleasant uh, or, or loving. Uh, but but no, to to your point, uh, I really haven't, and there, there is a reason why because I'm still working and I'm extremely busy. And, uh, and, and I, I tell people, you know, it's not as an excuse, but also I'm trying to define still kind of who I am. We talked about, you know, pivoting or redefining, you know, who you are. Uh, I'm at a place right now at my age where I'm trying to redefine who I am and what do I, what is my next five years? What do my next 10 years look like? Uh, would I like to do this for uh, the rest of my life? You know, well, not the rest of my life, but for many, many years, you know, I don't want to be up there at 80, 90 years old, you know, with a cake walker, you know, get up there and give a speech. And that's probably <laughs> not be very motivating to, to others. Uh, but if I can, you look at Billy Graham, you look at, uh, look at Og Mangdino. Uh, I mean, there's, there's so many of them uh, that have, have talked and given speeches. Uh, Zig Ziglar, which I knew very well uh, up until their, you know, eighties, you know, so I could, could do that. But I'm really trying to define who I am. I'm trying to define my my audience. Um, a guy told me the other day that I was talking to. He said, "You know, be more specific, be more direct." Because my my message, which is really difficult for me to understand, because my message, I mean, we all fall short. We all have are broken. We all have struggles at different degrees. Okay, we all struggle with insecurities with with Again, all these things, these battles we battle with every day, and that's pretty broad from from the young to the old, you know. And so trying to define that or to more of a not a shotgun approach, but more a bullet approach, you know, a rifle shot uh, is very difficult for me to to try to figure that out. I uh, and, and so so much of mine is. Uh, faith-based, you know, and they said, okay, you know, corporate, you know, they don't want that because everything's got to be politically correct. And, and I'm as far <laughs> as politically correct as you can get. Okay. Uh, 
And I don't think you can separate because I can talk on culture. I can talk on leadership. I can talk about those things. But regardless of what you do in life, whatever your aspirations are, and regardless how successful you are, whether it be the president of the United States or whoever it may be, you're also broken. You're also struggle. Uh, you just don't see those things, you know. And I just believe that my story touches or, or my my presentation really is to encourage everybody that there's hope regardless of your age, regardless of what you where you're at in life, successful, not successful, whatever it may be, whatever that looks like for you. Uh, and so uh, I'm trying to really define that and trying to have a better understanding of who Terry is, uh, because I'm telling you, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a broken man. I, I've struggled with uh depression. I've struggled with self-worth. I've struggled with in, in relationships, you know. Uh, so I am I'm not saying things that to think I'm holier than that or I'm better than anybody else. Far from it. Far from it. I am just like you. Cut me, I bleed. You know, my heart is broken. My heart, I've experienced great pain and anguish. So I want to tell a story that of my how I've overcome some things and still trying to overcome some things. It's a like you talked about. It. It's a daily fight. It's a daily battle. Mm-hmm. And so I'm trying to define who my message. How can I define my message and who exactly I want to reach? Does that make sense? Yes. Copy that. You're so you're kind of looking for a niche on where yes. you want to go. And right, it's hard. It's you know because I heard the same thing, but I heard the same thing that day too. You know, trying not to you know. You know, we're we're kind of looking at business stuff. But let me tell you something. Every everybody in there, uh, God had something to do with it. So Absolutely. you just can't you, you just can't separate it. This no. here, I think I don't know if I told you, but I started martial arts as a ministry. I don't know if you know that. Well, I didn't know that. No. Right. So I started my school with my brother back in nineteen eighty seven at our church. And I did it, and then Mr. Knight, one of my mentors in, in the martial arts. So we started this program up at our at the church at Rocky Peak, and we just did it because, hey, we want to teach some some martial arts to the to the congregation, and we started. And I was teaching adults. We didn't have a, a, a real kids instructor, but kids were starting to come. I didn't really want to teach kids. I had no clue that I had a gift to teach kids until I was forced to do it. You know, nobody was coming and then I felt bad for him. So I did it. And then I didn't really realize that I had a gift when it came to that, when it came to children and how to, how to teach them. And I just had a gift and I was there for two years. Right. And then I told my mentor, I said, Hey, look, I I think I want to do this for a living. I don't want to take the ministry away, but I, and the church is starting to say, Hey, the programs, we, we went from, I don't know, five kids to 150. Wow. Right. And I'm teaching two, three days a week. And I said, I really want to branch down. The church is saying, Hey, listen, we have to keep it to members only, you know, it's starting to get too big. And I said, why don't we branch down? Why don't we, those that can't afford it, we'll have, we'll keep the ministry here for them. Those that want to follow me, Uh, can follow me. And I had enough do that. That's actually how my school started. So when I went to get a building, I had enough people like I knew that I could pay the rent on the building. Sure, sure. Right. And that's how I really started it. So my whole premise since the martial arts, I've always kind of been 
a martial a good martial arts school is a light in a community. I can tell you that for a fact. Oh, absolutely. a good martial arts school will uh, will raise stuff for for teachers and and schools. They'll they'll pull their resources together. They'll go do uh, self defense classes for. Uh, like the PTA, you know, they'll dedicate yeah. the, they dedicate their time like nobody, like no other business that I know of. And, and I'll tell you, Terry, my I have more people come in my office. I'm a counselor more than I am a martial arts instructor. I can tell exactly. you that I've had exactly. you intertwine your life so much with everybody else's life that you become a strength. You become you know, somebody they can rely on, somebody they can trust. And that's just what, that's just what happens. That's a, so, it's a gift. That's a gift. Right. And, and so I don't know how I'd ever separate or not, not say, Hey, this, I started this as a ministry and, and I've been blessed. The, the more I've done, the more he's put in front of me. It's just, it's just what he's done. So and I, so I heard that part. I heard that part too, and I'm a pretty bold guy too. I know you're, you're going to know where I stand. I'm not going to. I'm not going to put. Uh, I'll never put Jesus on the back burner. I can tell you that for a fact. It's just not going to. It's just not going to happen. You know. But I'm one of those guys that walk that line, right? It, those that strong head. You know. And I think yep. everybody else had those issues that day. So I think finding your niche is a really important thing when it comes to what you want to what you want to speak about but even you know you have a you have this unique thing even with youth you know what i mean and because how you came across was good i you know because i hope that you continue you know pushing forward with with what you what the gift that you have because i think you you have a, a valuable valuable points for for everybody so i'm going to ask you this because we're you know we're kind of close to the same age so <clears throat> i ask this of older guys all the time i you know i'm in the toastmasters club and and there's a lot of older older folks in the toastmasters even a little bit older than you or i but they're wise man you know i like yeah. hanging around older folks because yeah. they they're wise they're people miss I see them mistreated all the time, and I'm thinking, you, you there is so much wealth inside their head that you are missing. You are missing the boat. So yeah. I asked this question in my Toastmasters. I was a top table topics master, and I said, our our topics are going to be the younger me. And so I would ask the questions: What would you tell your younger self, based on where you're at today? And I think this resonates for younger people when we do that. So I'm going to ask you that same question. Where do you, where, from here now, what would you tell your younger self? And what younger self would you tell you? Teens, adult, you know, young adult. Tell me what, what your younger self would be like. Well, I, I think it's so hard to understand when you're, you're younger because, you know, everything is just new and you think, you think that you have an eternity to, you know, to, to live your life. And we realize as you get older, uh, that becomes smaller and smaller, that eternity has become really minute, a very small uh, amount of time that we have. And, but, but don't let your current circumstances or your past circumstances become your biography. 
because uh, sometimes you think this is all life is. This is it. I'm I'm done. This is who I am. But I knew that there was. So you still with me, Terry? No, little bit of difficulty. I wanted to hear this too from Terry. Let me see if he pops back on. If he's just frozen right now. So if you guys don't know what we're talking about here too, why I carry on, why see if we can get Terry back on the on the call real quick, is <clears throat> we met at a thing called Sticker Shock, and which is a speaking academy that Daniel Gomez puts on. And on the second go around, he won on the, we had uh, two days of speaking, right? We had a bunch of speakers and we had some fantastic speakers, as a matter of fact. And so what we did is it wasn't really a competition per se. There was a trophy for who he gave the best presentation, but it really wasn't a competition, let's say. So we had all these speakers and all these, man, these just powerful, powerful stories. And Terry came up and, you know, he really rocked the house on Saturday with his story and what that story was. It was so good. It was so awesome that we we couldn't be more moved and more thought, you know, his thought was what it was. And so he actually won the best presentation that day. And so him and I uh, were, you know, when you guys are, you know, while I'm waiting for Terry to come back on, I, let me just talk to you for a second. Those of you guys that feel that you don't have some worth or that your story really isn't worth telling, because I want to be honest with you guys. When I talk about this kind of stuff, Everybody has a story. Everybody has something that in their life that has been life changing. You may not think it's, you know, hey, well, you know, I'm not really anybody. I mean, who am I to, to say anything? But you never know in the audience on who, who it is you're going to move or who it's going to be like, man, I, I didn't know. I didn't know that somebody else felt that way I felt. And that's why I'm always encouraging you guys. I'm always encouraging you, hey, you need, to, you need to write a book. Because it's not as hard as you think. You know, it, it, there's there's ways around to getting your book written. And, you know, you guys know I wrote a book. You know, this is my book right here. I keep it with me all the time, right? And this is my life lessons in grit, grind, and growth. And I had some stuff that I, I went through as a business owner. Uh, at, you know, divorce, raising kids th that I did. And I wanted my story out there and I kind of wanted a legacy, you know, so my children can go back and my grandchildren or great grandchildren say, oh, this is what, you know, this is what Mark Cox was about and start laying this legacy because somebody's going to tell your story. The stories are going to be told down from your generation to generation. Why isn't it be just told by you? You're the one that needs to have your own story. You are the story. You are the story. So whether it's talking or whether it's in small groups or whatever, I encourage all you guys to, to, to tell your story, to tell your struggles, to tell your wins, to tell your losses, because all of it, it means something. There's something for every single thing that we do. We win, we learn. So we don't win and lose. We may have lost a battle or two, but we learned something in that battle. And the next time that battle comes up, we are going to be more prepared to be a well-disciplined warrior.
on the next on the next go around. That's just the way it goes. And so I I went ahead and you know I wrote this book. Terry had this awesome speaking competition. We went to speaking because for myself, I want to get to the next level of where do I take my journey? Where do I take my experiences and how do I reach to the next level and give my experiences to the next generation? These are the mistakes I made. And I've been able to be a good coach to other people that have martial arts schools. And I've been able to, you know, you know, deviate from pitfalls that I had already so that they don't have these pitfalls, which has been an awesome thing. And then they then now they're infecting thousands of lives. Right. I may have stirred them in the right direction, but their leadership now for their schools is now affecting their the lives of, of their students and and moving forward in that direction. And then we're starting to kind of filter out our, our, you know, our influence filters out. And this little thing that started as a ministry for me is now filtered out to thousands of students been able to be, be infected with this martial arts, which is just an awesome thing. So this is a story. What is your story? Don't, don't short, no, don't shortchange yourself that, you don't have something to share. Everybody has something to share. Everybody has struggles. Everybody. And when you tell your story, guess what? It starts to heal you a little bit. You come to grips with it. And when you tell your story again, there's another part of it that just comes comes dripping down and, and the heal starts. And then all of a sudden, people are going to come to you and says, I didn't know you, you, you went through that. I didn't know you went through that. How did you overcome that? And I would say, this, this is what I went through. This is how dark it was. This is how light it was. This is how awesome it was. Whatever that case may be, you celebrate your victories, you celebrate your losses, and you celebrate your, your uh, growth. It's just what you do. That's what, that, that was what I had my book about, right? I had to have all three of those things. I had to have some grit. I had to grind, and I had to grow. And I continue to do it today, even at my age. Same thing for you guys. While I'm here talking, unfortunately, I lost Terry in here. So you guys are going to have to hear me out here just for one more minute. And I'll, and I'll end this podcast with this. When I said life lessons and grit, grinding growth, thing, there's, these are three things that you need to have in life. If you're going to excel yourself to the next level, I don't care what it is you do. You're going to have to have some kind of grit. Your parenting takes grit. Marriage takes grit. Relationships take grit right? Work takes grit. All of it. Physical fitness takes grit. You got to get in the, you got to get in the, you got to get in the mud, man. You got to make things happen, you know, and and then you got to grind through it. You got to grind every day because as soon as you, you take your foot off the accelerator, life hits you in the face. So you got to grind and you got to grind through it. You got to grind. You got to grind through self doubt. You got to grind through uh, self confidence. You got to grind through self discipline because all of us have have cracks in there. We we might say that we're all this and and that, and then all of a sudden we're not because we're not. Our self discipline is not where it needs to be. Our self confidence is not where it needs to be. That's the grind, guys. Because once you have grit, that nothing's going to stop you. Then you grind through it right? Your grit is what you have. Your grind is what you do. Your growth is what you have. Correct. 
And that's what comes out of it is the growth. Where did I grow from here? I was here. Now I'm here. Whether it's mindset, whether it's physical, whether it's financial, whether it's relationship wise, you grit, right? You got to have grit to do it. You got to grind through the, through the slow times, and then you're going to grow from it and make it even better. And then guess what you do? You share it with everybody else that they have it. I think Terry might be back on. Let me see if I get him here. Here there with me, Terry. Okay. I got you back on. It's okay. I, I, I spoke to him a little bit about, uh, some grit grinding growth. And we got, you know, we got about a good 10 minutes. I want to get that. I want to get that in what we talked about here. Your, what you would tell your younger self. That's what I want to, yeah, I want to end yeah. that podcast with that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, again, I, I think is when you're young, you, you just don't understand the, where the, the timeline basically of life. And you think everything is, is available to you at any time and so forth. You just have this infinite uh, time. Uh, but I don't really truly think that you can really reflect enough because self, it takes a lot of self-reflection and self-reflection takes a lot of courage uh, and to change that mindset in your heart, particularly when you're younger. So when you talk about the elderly, you talk about people that are older, uh, mentors, surround yourself with really good mentors when you're younger People that have wisdom, people that have experience, people that have gone through hardships, gone through battles, and so forth. I would have surrounded myself with really better mentors and people that lift me up, people that encourage me, people that inspired me, people that pushed me to become more than I ever thought I could be. Uh, but it's it's really again difficult when you're younger to even see that far. But the sooner you can get there, the better, because it will it will change your life. But don't let your current life, regardless of what your age is, be your biography. Uh, don't don't take up residence in anger and addictions and bitterness and and all these things that we battle with. Don't take up residence there. Uh, make sure that your biography is to understand your biography is not complete yet. Your story is not complete yet. Uh, so finish it in a way that will empower others, that will help others, that will lift people up. And in turn, you will lift yourself up, but take your stories, your battles, your scars and everything else and help. And you have a voice out there, make a difference in people's lives. But when you're younger, surround yourself with people that are mentors and people that would it will inspire you to become much more and be the person that God created you to be. Yeah. See, I think that was powerful. I definitely wanted to ask that uh for sure of you on on what that what that looks like and what are what I would tell my younger self. I tell myself, you know, it was very similar. I, I almost everybody I ask that's older almost has that same thing that you need to find a person that's going to push you in the right direction and give you the right advice because the same person that gives you the wrong advice can, can destroy your life on top of it. Right. So, you know, being able to, to, to build an empire or whatever that looks like is, is definitely, you got to have the mentors and, and coaching yes. going through that. Now, do you still do when, do you still use Daniel at all for his coaching is that is that your relationship with him? Uh, is well, it, our relationship is, of course, based out of friendship. But 
I there's there's not anyone that inspires me more that stays in touches with me, connects with me almost daily to say, hey, I love you, brother. I believe in you, brother. Uh, man, that just this feeds you, mm-hmm. you know, uh, constantly and lifts you up and gives you encouragement. Uh, another thing I would tell people at an early age, at any stage in your life, though, this is the hard part. You have to get to the point to where the people that are toxic in your life, that are not lifting you up, not encouraging you, not supporting you, the hardest part, hardest thing you'll do in your life is to move away from them. And it could be family. It could be a spouse. It could be you know close family members. It could be close friends, regardless who they are. There's too many people that will love you for you and who you are and that will help you get out of whatever battle you're in, whatever storm you're in. But if they're not doing that, then it's time to move on because you deserve, you deserve more than that. God didn't create you to be it be tormented or be in a place where you feel constantly rejected and, and not loved. You know, but that's hard. But there's help out there for that. And if you just reach out, there's people that can help you through this. But it goes back to mentors. You know, find somebody who will be. Uh, we talk with men, particularly. We talk about iron sharpens irons all the time. You know, yeah, and to be very blunt with some friends. I had a good friend that man was really blunt with me one day, and and it hurt my feelings. You know, but he's, <laughs> he's like he's five and weighs about four hundred pounds, so I couldn't get too mad at him. You know, but it hurt my feelings and. After a couple of days, you know, I thought about it and I'm going, you know what, Brady? Yeah, you're right. You know, I need to quit feeling sorry for myself. But until you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, you know, sometimes people won't make that move. But it helps if you have a mentor, somebody that truly loves you to help push you beyond to something better. And and you need that in your life. I think that's true, right? I think uh, I tell everybody this, too. I, I can be just a motivational coach if that's what you need. But you know, a real coach to me is going to tell you something that um, not what you want to hear. They're going to tell you something you're going to need to hear and you're going to yeah. either receive it or you're not. You may not receive it that day. You know, I do this quite often. You know, I'm a pretty in your face type of guy, but I like that kind of coaching, too. I like it when it's like, hey, you know, you're just not you're not where you need to be here or you're 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 slacking in this area or whatever, whatever the case may be. But I always feel a good coach is going to tell you what you need to hear not what you want to hear i don't know if you agree with that but um. no a- a- absolutely um uh, call it tough love you know mm-hmm. uh tough doesn't describe it especially when it has to in your in your family or close friends it's really it's really difficult to to be that transparent with somebody that you love and to say you're you're making some poor choices you know but it's even tougher when they don't accept it uh, or don't acknowledge it or don't take it in and even think about it. Uh, because immediately, and I get that, you know, and you probably do too, you know, you, you obviously, sometimes you don't want to be defensive immediately, you know, it's just, it's your fight or flight deal, you know, uh, I'm being attacked here. But if you can, that's that peace be still deal again, you know, right. Peace be still, you know, and think about it and say, what were their intentions? Have they have a history of being, uh, critical, uh, uh, not wanting you to 
achieve your goals or whatever, or are they somebody who has been there, always been there for you, that has supported you and lifted you up? You know what? You might want to listen to those people because those people are far and few in between. There's more people that are going to tear you down and say, do not believe in yourself. That is impossible for you to accomplish that. So you're outnumbered already, okay, that's, by those people. That's correct. So that's even more of a reason to identify and surround yourself with people that you know have a history of loving on you and supporting you and encouraging you. That will, that's a small group. It's like the path less followed, you know, and that's as, as a Christian, uh, he didn't, he promised we're of any sort in the Bible, we're going to have happiness. Okay. Uh, it's going to be, it's tough, but the, the path least followed is the one that's going to get you to where you truly want to be in your relationship with, with, Jesus Christ, but your relationship with your friends, your family. And I fall short of that. I'm telling you right now, I make mistakes all the time within my own family and, and with anger and different things that I struggle with every day. Yes. So again, my friends, I'm out there. If you're, if you're me and I'm you, uh, I'm, I struggle with the same things, but it's, but I listen, I try to listen with my heart, you know, and I reflect back and go, and I shouldn't have said that I shouldn't have done that, but it's being able to, to acknowledge that is another thing to be able to come to somebody and say, Hey, yeah, I need your forgiveness or that was totally wrong. That's hard to do too, but it's something we got to get better at if we're going to have really strong relationships personally and professionally, because it's all about transparency. It's all about love. It's all about support and, and lifting people up to helping them achieve uh, dreams that they never thought possible. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's great. I think you are correct. I think people are, are looking, you know, Facebook is an awful lot of things. There's a lot of people that watch what we do waiting for us to fail. And, uh, you know, that, that kind of stuff fuels me, you know what I mean? Cause you know, and sometimes it's the closest people to us because sometimes it's family members that are not, and not out of spite, but just out of concern. And instead of, of the pushing, you know, forward, it's not quite as what, what it was thing be. And I will tell this, you know, anybody else that's out there listening, I, I listen, if you've got friends that are kind of starting businesses and you're and you and, or or speaking or whatever they're doing, listen, man, we all need your support. That means lifting us up, telling us we're doing a great job, buying the product if we're doing the products at, like friends would do. Yes, and because it's amazing to me on on when I first put my book out, I, I thought in my head, man, I'm going to sell so many of these. I just did, it just didn't happen. Uh, not as many as I thought, right? Maybe a hundred books right out of the gate, but yet, right? I got three thousand friends, hundred books sold, and I was like, "Man, what the heck is wrong with me?" <laughs> right? Yeah. Maybe, maybe yeah. I don't have those friends I think I have. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, yeah. and so you've got that core that always supports you, always the first ones that buy, the first ones that did the you know the pre-launch and all that kind of stuff. And I'm just here to tell you guys, if you guys got friends out there. Listen, stop, stop, stop supporting the, uh, the, the big companies, man, and start supporting the little, the little, the little guys, man, go, go listen to them talk, go listen to them speak when they're speaking, Yeah. go and, you know, go buy their books, go do the things that you got to do. So I'm going to let you have this last minute, Terry, if there's anybody out there, I'm going to have you do this last minute before we wrap it up. Terry, if you got people out there that are struggling or feeling not their worth, why don't you give them a minute of, of of some encouragement and, and we'll end the podcast with your wise words. Well, absolutely. And uh, 
Somebody uh, gave me an analogy the other day, and I thought it was a really great analogy because there's always pullback in our life. You know, there's always struggles and so forth. But but look at that. Align that with a bow, bow and arrow, okay? For the arrow to really to be able to travel a far distance, it takes requires that string, you pull it back. So there's always that struggle to pull. But once you release that, and you have that love and that encouragement and support, when you release that arrow, that arrow is going to go far. And so understand that's natural. That's life. The struggles, the valleys, the battles, uh, the, the, the pullback the, from life in general and from friends. But once you allow yourself to release that arrow, release your inner strength and your your hope and your dreams and your desires you're going to go far you're going to go far but you need something more than just that you need you need faith you need to embrace uh, a father that loves you unconditionally and has been there through all the valleys all the battles all the storms and will continue to be there for you but surround yourself with people who lift you up. Start distancing yourself from people that are not lifting you up and making you a better you. And once you do that, your life will start to change in a, such a dramatic way. But keep the faith. Stay strong. Put the armor of God on every day because it's a battle out there. And to know that you're worthy. You're you're worthy, and there's regardless of what addiction or battles you're fighting now, there's help out there. But reach out. There's so many people, you know, that have you know from mental illnesses are or all over our country. We're struggling with mental illness, but there's help out there, and so reach out, make a phone call. Uh, there's help out there, and you can overcome. You can get out of that valley. You can get out of that battle. You can get out of that 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 storm if you just reach out reach out and make a call or go to a friend and say, you know what? I need to talk to you. I need your help. And I desire somebody to instruct me and give me advice and help because sometimes as men, we do not want to, it's like we're, we're less men. We're less manly. Uh, we're not macho. If we express our feelings or emotions or we ask for help, that is BS. I'm telling mm -hmm. you, the strongest men I know are the ones that will cry in front of you, that will laugh in front of you, that will hug you, that will em embrace you as a brother. Uh, men in particular have got to man up in a way that says, I can be a man and still have these emotions because I need help. I need help. But there's women out there, too, that are struggling and need help as well, too, in relationships or depressions and so forth. And I, I just ask for you to get on your knees, both men and women, pray to God, and, and also but reach out because there's so much more for you to be. There's so much more for you in this life. Do not let this be your biography. Let this be the beginning of a new story that will change your life and the lives of others. Awesome ending words, man. I really appreciate you today, Terry. This was e. We may have some hiccups, but this was a fun. This is a good, fun podcast. Looking forward to going back out there. I'll make sure that Daniel Gomez know we spoke of his speaker shocks. Get it out there to sell. You, you've got uh, wise words, 
Uh, I had an awesome time today. If you just hold the phone here, I'm gonna do a little outro when we're all, when we're uh, in broadcast. I'll say goodbye to you properly. Sound good? Okay, my brother. Appreciate right. you. Thanks. You've been listening to Real Talk with Mark Cox. Real life, real topics, real conversation. We're passionate about motivation, fitness, self-defense, weight loss, and coming at it from a real angle. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show. And we hope you had fun. We know we did. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit us up on Instagram and Facebook at MarkCox100. Make sure to subscribe and review. And tell a friend or two about the show. For more, hit up the website at markcox.com. Till next time, keep it real.